0: friends and listeners of Team aka the most accurate podcast. The 2022 fantasy football season might be over, but the NFL season still has quite a ways to go until the next Super Bowl champions are crowned. We wanted to give you a heads up that what you're about to listen to is a special presentation of Move the Line, a weekly betting preview show hosted by Ryan Noonan, Connor Allen, and John Dagle With our normal Team Map episodes on a temporary hiatus, Move the Line will become a blend of betting and fantasy analysis for the next few weeks. It will be posted on the MTL and TMAP podcast feeds. John Daigle, Hayden Winks, and Josh Norris will still be recording their recap show every week. Plus, you can find more
1: fantasy content on our YouTube channel by subscribing to youtube.com slash at 444. Thanks for your support. Now let's get to the show.
0: Hello, welcome to New Line, Ryan Noonan joins here, as always, by my friends, Connor Allen, John Daigle, Connor looking, uh, dressed up, just
2: back, fresh back from dinner tonight. How we doing? Good, uh, been, you know, drinking some tequila by the pool all day, hanging out, uh, played a little bit of tennis this, today, and some shuffleboards, some, you know, old people games, it was a lot of fun. Shuffleboards, uh, incredible old person
0: game, um, you know, tennis is a little harder as you get a little bit older, but, uh. Yeah, shuffleboard's a lot of fun. Uh, Diggle, how are we doing today, buddy? Week 18. We've been waiting for week 18 since, I don't know, uh, May, and we're here. Uh, Load gets a little lighter from here on out.
1: Yeah, and we are greeted with only, what, one total on Sunday that's over 41 and a half points, and lots of motivational tactics and just transparent resting situations, despite the fact we've had coach speak all week. Uh, I don't know why we do this every year.
0: It's a tricky one. Um, uh, Again, I'm not going to tell anyone to, you know, what to do with their bankroll and how they want to handle it. Week 18 is tricky. I talked about it a little bit last week too, around like double counting. Again, this is a very, very liquid market, even in week 18. Uh, So if you are trying to find an edge on rest or speculative rest, or feel like you have a better sense of that than the general public does. I would just caution you to uh, kind of second guess yourself a little bit, um, and, and just understand that it's probably already baked into the number. And well, I guess we'll tackle that from a game by game situation as but we I, get there.
1: Like I know we've had some I've seen all over social media about people like, oh, like Packers money line. Let's correlate this with the Broncos money line. It's like even if. You know, Chase Daniels is back there, Easton Stick, whoever it is for the Chargers. They're probably still better than the Broncos, honestly. So it just doesn't, there are a lot of things going on that don't make much sense right now.
0: Yeah, motivational spots. I mean, let's go back to last week where we had everyone in the world on San Francisco. It was a great spot, especially if you got line movement before it got out to Jared Stidham. You had a team benching their quarterback, um, nothing to play for. San Francisco, all the stuff in the world to play for. And what happens? That game goes to OT um and we need to feel at the end so careful with the motivation thing um i know you know connor will probably have some thoughts on some of those games and spots as well because we have a lot of them uh here where you may get one side that's motivated and one that's not uh be careful you know overextending here before we jump into the slate of games here want to remind folks still two episodes of move align each week both available streaming here on youtube uh in a podcast form wherever you consume podcasts this is the game preview uh sides and totals move wide prop drop is live 2 p.m. Eastern every Friday. It's Pat Mayo, Connor, and myself. Again, continue to rolling that all the way through the Super Bowl as we are here uh, with the Wednesday night show as well. Also a unique channel at 444 Bets on YouTube as well with um, special content daily, unique for all sports there. Check that out and subscribe as well. So also great time, 444.com slash plans, betting subscription, 34 bucks takes you to the end of February get all of our DFS all of our betting all the tools from now until the end of the Super Bowl you'll start maybe getting some of our NFL draft stuff we started to get a feel for that right around that time um so you'll probably want to uh, come hang out with us 34 bucks is not a a lot to make up we've had multiple people in the last couple days that have you know kind of jumped in here and have already made that back and more uh, as you can imagine here in short order so uh get you a great access to us in our discord and again, all the tools that are on the site as well, um, and they're still grinding other sports: NBA, college hoops, MMA. Um, if you're dabbling in any of the pick'em sites, we have uh, specific channels designed for those as well, too. So, all right, we'll jump into it. Um, again, we'll kind of touch on all the games that we think matter, even a little bit. Obviously, with all the stuff that's going on with Buffalo, um, and you know, Demar Hamlin has been obviously a, an unbelievable situation to to watch, and obviously, we're still very much i um, concerned about that young man who seems to be treading in the right direction. Hopefully that continues to be the case. Uh, I know Tagle had boots on the ground. It was, you know, in Cincinnati for that um, excited that the NFL relieved, I guess would be the better word that they made the right decision. I can't imagine them having to play football there. Dagle, anything you want to share about, uh, you know, your experience there. Honestly, uh, the honestly,
1: honest, honestly, no, uh, I, I'm not qualified to speak on it. Um, I cried Monday night. It was was a mess. It was an absolute mess. So, no.
0: Really hard to process and take in what we saw. Just just, we get, I think, unfortunately, numb to head injuries and other stuff like that that happens. And, you know, we do typically see scenarios where we get a thumbs up or we get some sort of positive report after they get taken off. But the the scenario that happened on Monday is still, I think, uh, sitting with everyone and, and should be. And hopefully we continue to trend on the news that we're currently getting uh for hamlin and his family and uh yeah so we're gonna sit and do our best to talk about football and week 18 based off of what we know and again recording on a wednesday night there's still a lot going on in terms of the nfl schedule um that again is kind of what we have to do and is our job to do so we have to move forward and, and kind of handle it that way and it could be some moving parts you could be listening to this on friday and the schedule could shift and who knows what's going to happen as of now just cincinnati and buffalo game is kind of paused Uh, to be determined and we're going to play it off as basically week 18 is happening as the matchups and schedule is telling us to do so so uh, with that we'll start with the first we have two Saturday games Uh, Kansas City first on the road against the Raiders the aforementioned Raiders who showed up in a big way last week when they very much could have rolled over Kansas City with all that's going on obviously not knowing what the results of that Monday night game number one seed still very much alive and and uh, to be determined here so Kansas City We'll be going all out here, Dago. Let you get started with uh, Chiefs Raiders.
1: Kansas City certainly going all out, and the it make the game matter so much that there shouldn't be Saturday NFL games this week because those have trickle down effects for what happens Sunday, um, especially with the Bills here. But nonetheless, Chiefs starting us off here on Saturday. Um, You know, I would like to laugh and say the Chiefs will just easily walk over the Raiders, and as someone who has seen every snap of Jared Stidham's career for better or worse. Like, I don't know where that performance came from. I have no idea why he was arguably the best quarter, one of the best quarterbacks in the league against the 49ers, like how it was possible that both Nick Bosa had a defensive player of the year, clinching game. While also Jared Stidham looked like he'd been a 10 year veteran quarterback uh, launching throws 10 and 20 yards downfield, just hammering Devontae Adams, which is something even Derek Carr wasn't standing in the pocket and doing. So uh, the Chiefs had to take care of business, but at the same time, they're 1-7-1 against the spread in their last nine games. So I hate to just keep taking these big spreads and say the Chiefs are the most efficient in the office in the league. They'll just dunk on these poor, these worst teams because they haven't been doing that. In fact, I think it's probably wiser to take the points here. So I genuinely don't have a lean here. I would imagine the Chiefs take care of business, but zero faith that it's by the spread.
0: Yeah, Chiefs team total, Connor, uh, basically 31 and a half, a very hefty team total. Um, what are your thoughts here? I mean, obviously they're motivated, but I mean, I don't think that we should expect the Raiders to lay down either.
2: No, I mean, we like Dagel said, we just saw Jared Stidham in his first career start. I mean, he's played a lot of like mop-up duty and occasionally just like, you know, in just eviscerate like the top defense in the league or what we thought was. Um, and now at this point, he's matching with his Kansas City defense that's far worse. I mean, they're like, like below average in most metrics. Um, and this is also a game away from Arrowhead, which I think matters specifically for this total um, and where we expect Kansas City to score plenty. I think the over is actually an interesting look. If you think that Jared Siddham can even do, I mean, half of what he did before, like it's like the total is like 52 and a half. Like you're talking like a 30-27 game, you know, with maybe even, you know 35 points for the Chiefs. If, if the Raiders can even put up like 20, you're getting there. I think that the total here is a good look on the over. I know it's by far the highest total of the week. But just given what we saw last week, I mean, maybe I'm reading too much into that because. But I just don't think we have a huge sample of Jared Stidham to be honest. Like I thought he was fine, you know, in what we've seen. But I mean, now you saw him just go off against a great defense. So I'm willing to bet the over here. I think that's probably my biggest takeaway. But to Dagle's point, I also would not lay the, the points of the Chiefs here either. Uh, yeah, fifty-two and a half is
0: painted across the board, nine and a half everywhere as well. Uh, Latarious Sneed, impactful injury to watch for on the Chiefs side. Uh, definitely their best cornerback left last game still dealing with a hip injury and uh is i don't think he's been practicing it this week so uh, that would be impactful um, because we saw last week again like we saw the best game basically of, of Devontae adams uh, in a difficult matchup without his best friend at quarterback so like this could be a spot very much where he could still be uh wanting to get some end of the year you know leave on a good note and he talked about today returning no matter what the quarterback situation is next year so imagine you see the best raiders
1: I just wish I could put my finger on it because, dude, I'm telling you, we've all seen Jared Stidham play in the NFL. He shouldn't be in the NFL. And then that performance on Sunday was wild. He led the league in depth of target. Uh, he went five of eight on throws, 20 yards downfield. He averaged eight and a half yards per attempt under pressure. I, I don't. I just don't know who that person was. I have no idea.
2: I bet under Jared Stidham under 205 and a half Passing years it felt so good about it. I was like, oh, this is a great bet. It closed like 195, 197. We got like 10 yards closing. The value. He hit the over in the first half, I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah, and we know McDaniel is coming back uh, no matter what. But at the same time, you can look and say, okay, like the the five-plus games of double-digit leads they had that they blew, uh, that's probably coaching gaffes. But at the same time, like the team isn't quitting, they're they're still fighting for him. Same for Lovey Smith and Houston. So it's actually just hard to say, like, oh McDaniel, this is all his fault. Maybe it was a lot more Derek Carr than we think. Of course, it's only one game, which is why what makes this one such an interesting watch, honestly, on Saturday.
0: My favorite super fishy thing to do every week. I've talked about it a few times. Talked about it in the chat. I love to basically, I love to parlay team total unders at 24 and a half. I've had an incredible success doing so this year. I got a little bit aggressive last week and added more legs than I typically do and went six of seven because Jared Stidham and the Raiders went off. I felt really good about Raiders under 24 and a half in that parlay last week. I uh, hit the rest comfortably and uh, you know probably shouldn't have gone that aggressive with it. But uh, back to the well uh, this week for uh, a last little run at uh, 24 and a half and, and under parlay. All right. Next is the other. Saturday night game. Uh, Tennessee is in Jacksonville. Looks like it's basically six across the board, 40 and a half, or 40 is the team total, or the game total, I'm sorry, 39 and a half off market per usual over at FanDuel. Uh, Again, similar, first start of their career. Josh Dobbs showed a little bit of better than Malik Willis, I guess. Uh, The forward pass was part of the Titans' plan. They'll have Derrick Henry back. He's been practicing in full. They obviously rested him against dallas last week jacksonville just continues to roll was able to take care of business uh with their starters in a big way against houston now again mark is telling us that they like them very much in the spot here uh they are again
2: six point favorites across the board connor what are your thoughts on uh, tennessee and jacksonville this game's interesting because the more that i broke it down i kind of think it's a bad matchup here for tennessee beyond just like obviously not having ryan tannehill but if we kind of look at you know the strengths and weaknesses of these teams so jacksonville's offense here they're a little bit multiple, but I think when they're at their best, they're throwing a little bit more. Trevor Lawrence is exploiting a bad secondary. Titans, massive pass funnel. You know, 28th and pass DVOA, second to run DVOA. So they don't have to rely on the run. They should have plenty of success passing, as Trevor Lawrence said last time. On the other side of the ball, you have Josh Dobbs, up against a pretty poor Jacksonville secondary. But, like, do we think that the Titans are able to exploit that weakness uh, I mean, probably not with Josh Dobbs. Like they're probably gonna to want to give the ball to Derrick Henry and run the ball where Jacksonville's run defense isn't necessarily good, but it's just like not a very clear weakness. Like they're just around league average in most metrics. So I feel like kind of when we look at that and look at just the way these teams are trending, I, I struggle to bet against the Titans because they're always a team that seems to like stick around for a little bit longer. But at the same time, with just how this team matches these teams match up on paper, for me, I kinda of like the Jaguar side here under a touchdown. Yeah, they got pretty massive splits in the first half and second half with the Tennessee offense is one of these
0: scripted teams, and there's a handful of them in the league. Whereas the Tennessee offense has actually been fairly adequate in the first half, sixth in total DVOA, 31st in the second half. Um, so, again, like I think Jacksonville is worth a look here, but I think they might even be better live um, if maybe you get a little Derrick Henry going, uh, might be able to bounce back. What are your thoughts on this one?
1: That's probably the spot since we still have no faith in the Jaguars defense that's allowed 27 points per game in the second half of the season. Also, the Titans, like, they basically had a bye week whenever they weren't planned to in Week 17. That has to matter since they were so banged up. It looks like they will get back starting cornerback Christian Fulton here, uh, Amani Hooker in the the secondary, Nicholas Petit-Ferrer who was filling in at right tackle, Danico Autry, Jeffrey Simmons, um, will all play as well, Bud Dupree. So they will be healthier than they've been arguably the last month. At the same time, though, it is a Titans offense that, yes, Tannehill was a little banged up. We got a couple starts from Malik Willis, but was averaging 15 points per game with Derrick Henry and his last five starts. So I am slightly worried, but at the same time, it, the spot honestly just may work out better for the Titans. So I've seen people already try to parlay the Jags' wide receivers incentives since – basically Kirk and Zay Jones have to get over 80 receiving yards to get their contract bonuses. At the same time, that's pretty ridiculous since you can just say, well, the Titans are still second in yards per attempt to opposing boundary receivers. Like wide receiver, we know is where they get tagged every single week. So that would be the reason you you bank on any props for the Jags wide receivers. But honestly, for me, it is a live bet because I am worried about the situation the Titans had last week.
2: Yeah. I, okay. So we, first off, I think this is really important because contract incentives matter. It's Instances, but always, always, always winning comes first. Like these guys do not care about their contract incentives when they have to win the game. Like that always comes first. So I've seen, I, like you said, I've seen other people talk about it. And I'm like, you know, obviously that matters in certain situations. um You know, like it matters, especially with a quarterback knows that he's going to feed his wide receiver. A coach really likes his running back. He might feed his running back a little bit more in games that are not like playoff pending. So for me, I feel like you—you you said it there, well there. Um, like you probably—they might still both get there because it's a great matchup, but not because they're trying to feed them to make a couple hundred thousand more dollars.
1: It's the same situation we were in last week. Uh, you know, we're just—we're in, in the time of the year where their echo chamber is loudest because everyone's gathering the same thoughts. And I went on this show. I went on so many other shows, even on the fantasy shows we do at the, at the most accurate podcast feed, and just kept on repeating to everyone like. Like, well, I don't know where the narrative began, but the Jaguars aren't benching players in week 17. Like, that is the worst narrative going around. And I don't understand where that's coming from. And of course, they didn't until they built a 28 to nothing lead in the second half. That Only then did they bench players. So, yeah, it's, it's, I understand everyone's just like not doing their own research and just gathering thoughts here. But yes, if the contract incentives can hit because the Titans defense, that's where they've been attacked. But again, they got healthier because they basically had 14 days off.
0: Thank you. I mean, I was going to bring it up at some point in the show. as probably seems like the best spot to do it um it drives me nuts i think it's super lazy and um you know i do think the market is aware of it as well so at times you'll be betting into you know even a worse line because they're aware of these things um, and to dago's point it gets recycled and recycled and recycled it's not an original thought and winning always comes first perfectly said by both of you um it just this game matters for the jags like it can't be force-feeding targets to guys and again like they're prominently involved in the offense And they'll need to be involved for the for the jags to win, but again, like that is a byproduct of those things and not a driving force when you're really needing to extend and make a a playoff spot for the first time in a while. When you have a losing culture, um, this is not necessarily that's something that they're focused on turning around. Not necessarily the incentives that come along with it. They will be dragged along.
1: Now, what happens in another incentive laden game like when a stoppable force? like the Colts meets a movable object and the Texans with the number one overall pick on the line. I don't know because the Texans could mess around and screw that up. The Colts are so bad. So I I don't know what happens in that game, but I know I would think they'll be trying to their hardest to maybe lay that one down.
0: Yeah. That one will be interesting. You would think too, that the Falcons would want to do that as well. Cause no, we'll talk, you know, again, not going long on this game, but Tampa Bay is on the road there. The Falcons are favorite. There's been reports of there's been a lot of live movement in that game. There's been reports of the Bucks at least starting their players, which is probably going to happen. I don't imagine they play the duration. Basically, the market's saying, we don't believe you, Todd Bulls, that you're going to basically play your guys the entire game. Why would you? I'm I'm incentivizing that game. I have Falcons under two wins in the division. They've been at one for a very long time. Um, this becomes a push if they win here. I don't know why they'd want to win here. Um, I would like them to lose, and that becomes a, a win for me, but um, Again, you're just you're hurting your draft stock, but uh hey, that'll be an interesting game, and one of the ones we won't really dive in on. Uh, but we'll keep it moving the best we can here with the uh Patriots and the Bills. Right now it's what we think is happening. New England is going to Buffalo. Um, shop this because the Bills are minus seven at most spots. Um, there's eight and a half on points bet. It's not a huge middle, but somewhat of a noteworthy middle. And uh total basically 42 everywhere. Um, obviously the Patriots technically still alive and control their own destiny with a win here. Bills obviously need this one as well, just as they do with the Cincinnati game or whatever happens with that one. Cause the number one seed is very much up for grabs. You want to have that bye. you want to be able to host Cincinnati host Kansas city, whatever those games look like. Um, Patriots just still continue to struggle offensively, still continue to find ways to score on the defensive side of the football. Um, again, we've been tra- kind of poking holes and talking about how they have really, uh, underperformed against really good offenses, but they continue to score and just kind of bolster the offense. Their best offense is when the defense is out there. Uh, Buffalo obviously dealing with a lot here emotionally. Uh, I'll be interested to see how Sean McDermott can kind of get that team ready to go. Dago, get your thoughts on Patriots-Bills.
1: It's another bad spot for the Patriots defense who already allowed 24 points when well, it was actually a low-scoring affair uh, for the Bills offense. We, you know, I, I've shown up and cited just the Patriots defense against competent offenses all year long. Um, Teddy Bridgewater was not that, even though the Dolphins were spiking big plays in the first half. And then Teddy Bridgewater injured his finger last year. And Skylar Thompson just could not do anything off the bench. Um, It was either a scramble or a pass behind the line of scrimmage. But overall, you would think it's still, you know, in any other scenario in life, an, an easy walk, honestly, for the Bills. That's why they're favored by seven points. But, at the same time, you know, coming off of Monday's game, uh, no practice for the Bills as of Wednesday, and rightfully so. We're just going through walkthroughs here. Maybe it matters, maybe it doesn't. I, I don't know. But if you told me to lean a direction, it is certainly the Bills. Yeah, hard
0: to quantify and and really put all this in perspective, Connor.
2: Yeah, not much to add there. Um, Pats win, get the seventh seed. Bills win, they might get the one seed if the Chiefs lose. So full throttle both sides. Um, I mean, we've it on the show, I guess. For the last what ten weeks, pa- the Patriots' defense is overrated. When they play a good offense, they get rinsed. So you know, if the Bills are at full strength here, they should be good.
1: That that offense is so bad. It's They're bad, so bad to watch. Yeah, yeah it's bad.
0: It's and Ramondre looks like he's been uh, just absolutely rinsed all season at this point. He's he's done. Um, it looks like where are we? Caesars is hanging a team total. On Buffalo, uh, the only one in the market right now at 25 and a half, which I think is uh, an interesting look. Um, again, on the right side of, of key numbers.
1: I noted this on the recap show, which feels like a year ago now, but uh, the, for the Patriots offense, like it's Ramondre Stevenson, who leads the team in touchdowns, and then Jacoby Myers, and then Kyle Duggar is third. That's how bad that offense is.
0: Yeah, I think Duggar's got three scores this year. So, yeah. <laughs> yep. Won't really go long on Minnesota and Chicago. Chicago doing the right thing. Uh, They are going for the number one seed. Minnesota still needs this game because they still have a shot at the two seed. Um, It's seven and a half. Uh, Minnesota refuses to be involved in games outside of a a touchdown. I'll be interested to see what happens there. But, uh, again, not enough for us on uh, on the Bears side here. Kind of a a weird game and timing of different games and whatnot. But uh, definitely Vikings, something to play for in that one. Uh, The other one here we'll jump into is Baltimore at Cincinnati. Again, Cincinnati in the same bucket here. We really don't know what to make of them. There are six and a halfs and sevens out there. Uh, This Ravens team looks like it's going to be without Lamar Jackson again. And the Tyler Hunt, well, Tyler Huntley is also injured. Who knows what's going to happen there? He, I believe, has mispracticed uh, all week so far, too. This Ravens offense without Lamar is. It's just not good, and it's, it's worse than the Patriots, which is a strong statement. Uh, Cincinnati, obviously fully motivated, uh, good spot. They've really kind of had Baltimore's number uh, for the last couple of years too. Daniel, what are your thoughts on uh, Ravens
1: Bengals? Listen to these final scores over the last five games for the Ravens. 10 to nine, 16 to 14, 3 to 13, 17 to 9, 13, 16. Like the NFL would tell you they're having fun. It's just close, good football. It's not good, though. They may be close, but it's a disaster. And I'd love to look back and say, oh, like the Ravens actually in their last five games, like I've only allowed 58 total points. Like, so their defense is better. But then you see that's actually come against Russell Wilson, Kenny Pickett, Deshaun Watson, and Desmond Ritter. And you're like, okay, it doesn't even matter, actually. We we need an actual litmus test. And this is that litmus test. And I don't think it matters. Like if the Bengals reach 20 the game is over in the first half even because this Ravens team just can't score. They can run the ball well, but the play calling is well off. So yeah, I don't, I don't have any amount of faith in this Ravens team. The line was at seven, as you mentioned on Monday. I think that's pretty much the time we knew that Lamar who now hasn't practiced in 31 days, just MIA on a milk carton. I don't, no one knows what the situation is. It doesn't sound good for the playoffs, but nonetheless, yeah, it's just the fact that the Ravens can't score. It's that simple.
0: Yeah, Connor, 16 and a half on Caesars. Again, a lone wolf in the market hanging a total on this game. On the Ravens side, uh, obviously we'd preferred the 17. I don't think we're going to get there. Um, maybe maybe there's you know a little bit more belief in the Bengals in the marketplace uh, that could drive the game total up, and we could see team total sneak up. What are your thoughts on this matchup?
2: Yeah, it's tough for me to back the Ravens here for a lot of the reasons you mentioned. I think that with the, the Bengals here specifically, like, if it up, like you said, how does Baltimore punch back? And I think the answer is that, that they don't. And so, you know, like, I mean, it's almost like before Lamar Jackson, I don't know, learned how to pass the ball successfully and come back. Like, now you have a way, way, way worse version of him. You know, Tyler Hunley, a quarterback, uh, and, like, they fall behind. This Baltimore offense just – they don't have the playmakers. They don't have the – Tyler Hunley doesn't have the capability to pass to come back. So – It's just like they methodically can move the ball down the field via running via, you know, some quick pass plays here and there. Um, But that's it. Like they have nothing else. And so unfortunately I think that, you know, it's basically like if the Bengals get a 10 point lead, the game's kind of just like over, I think at this point. So uh, for me, it's probably Bengals seven. I mean, I think there's, I mean, I, okay. First off my, my, my 10 point teaser cash last week, my three like 10 point teaser did cash. Um, (laughs) um, But I do think that this is like, I mean, teaser leg thoughts. I mean, I, I, they're going to play, right. They're going to play all out. Like I, I'm pretty confident they're going to win, but I mean, they could win by a ton. And if they don't get a big lead, the game might be a little closer. It's so they might not win by it's more than seven, but I mean, I'm pretty confident they win by three or more or like, you know, two and a half or more. I love this angle. I love Connor Allen, uh, teaser
0: tout, uh, 10 point teaser tout. One and Oh, baby. One. and I love o. it. There's six and a half out there at river still. So like that's, oh, the, yeah, I think that that's a, a nice, I thing. like that. I like
1: that. We. uh This this is the worst analysis I'm gonna give all year Uh, because it it, it consists of (laughs) Sal. He's ready. It consists of only one drive. No, do not cut this. Um, (laughs) But I will say in a game that mattered, you know, before everything that matters more on Monday night, uh, one drive. Zach Taylor was in his bag. That one drive. uh, I remember leaving that one drive thinking, oh, Zach Taylor came to coach tonight, Um, and this is a game that clearly matters. So maybe it is a turning point for a Bengals offense getting more aggressive.
0: Uh, their team total is still available as well at Caesars. Uh, 24 and a half uh, is the only place that that's posted. So definitely an interesting game that, that matters. And i uh, be interested to see what happens with that one. The other one that doesn't matter, Texans and Colts. Uh, it, Colts can very much get in here and mess this up. Sam Ellinger. I don't know. Like it, it's uh, It might end up being one of the most interesting games of the weekend, even though it matters uh, 0% for, for anything. It's so
1: Zach Moss, 24 carries, and if the Texans want to stop it, they can, because it's Zach Moss. If they don't want to, he's going to lead Sunday in rushing. Hopefully
0: we get some Jalen Petrie tackle numbers out here. Uh, Books were scared last week. They barely posted anything. I can't imagine that we've seen very many tackle props this weekend, unfortunately.
2: That's uh, unfortunate. It sticks. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm just pumped because if the Texans win here, the Bears have the worst record which i did bet on preseason at like 14 to 1 or something like that so mm. somehow that's still live after people were talking them up you know like they might win six seven eight games mid-season because they were on a roll so uh that was three quick right Though i mean the niners one was a joke i mean it was like yeah. trey lance's first start she's not i have monsoon i mean that was ridiculous
0: all right uh another one that matters is jets uh in miami uh, basically jets one, one and a half. Let me see where we're at. Total wise 38 and a half, uh, across the board. The, both these teams are on pretty severe losing streets. Uh, jets basically punched their tickets out last week. Miami still can get there. They need a little bit of help. They had to take care of business in this one. Um, obviously another spot where we have questions at quarterback, um, Skylar Thompson, uh, is going to have to kind of carry the water here. Uh, And the Jets, I mean, I imagine they continue to play out with their guys. Dago, let you get started with Jets and Dolphins.
1: It's just hard to give the Jets any amount of credit um, on offense right now because yes, they have their best quarterback available to them under center. But at the same time, Mike White was very clearly injured and should not have been out there last week. But at the same time, because he's a gamer, because he went and got literally 10 doctors' opinions until two in a row finally cleared him, then he got to be active over Zach Wilson. Other than that, though, I mean, the guy just couldn't throw it all. He completed 35% of his passes under pressure. He didn't complete a single pass over 20 yards. And that's not the Mike White we know. And yet, even in being that visibly injured, they still leaned on him. You know, remember, they were averaging 47 pass attempts per game with him um, in his three starts, and they nearly you know, reached 40 last week. So overall, it's just hard, honestly, to have faith in the Jets offense right now because they're just playing handicapped.
0: Connor, we thought both these teams were in the playoffs a couple of weeks ago, about a month ago. Definitely the Dolphins. I mean, they were rolling. I'm obviously, unfortunate what's happened with
2: Tua. Um, give me your thoughts on this one. Yeah, there's there's something that's interesting that I noted today on Twitter is that it's this is a really easy spot here where Miami wins and they're very likely in the playoffs. The Jets don't have anything to play for, but there's, there's been a few of these scenarios over the past few years that we see like a team that needs to win and an in and against a team that doesn't have anything to play for. And those teams actually Cleve TA compiled all the results for the last, I believe it was like, you know, 15, 20 years. Those teams are 57 and 95 against the spread. So just 37%. We saw last year, Miami in a must win game against Buffalo that had nothing to play for just get absolutely wrecked. I mean, like, 56 to 26. We saw the Jags. Uh, I believe it, was, it was the Colts lost to the Jags last Carson year as West. well. Yeah. Ne- right. Yep, needing to win and get in. I mean, like there, and there's three of those games, at least right now. Uh potentially four, depending on uh how the Chargers Broncos game or something like that. It was one of the other games shakes out. I think we're at we're at three right now for sure. This is one of them. So uh I mean I don't necessarily love the Jets here, but I do think that this is an interesting spot here. Skylar Thompson just shows nothing. Um, you know, like I I mean at this point, he's been like really bad um i think we're all on the same page that mike mcdaniel is a great coach like he's very capable play caller and scheming things up but there's only there's only so much you can do when it comes to like scheming up and play calling if your quarterback can't complete like a 15-yard pass so yeah and they
0: have a good amount of injuries on the defensive side as well miami which has been super tough for them interested to see what happens they get reports of um you know their owners very much uh I guess been liking and pursuing Sean Payton for years. There's ta- thoughts about them making a coaching change. If they don't make the playoffs, Which just be wild. I mean, I imagine, uh, McDaniel would be scooped up pretty quickly if that were to ha- happen, but that's just,
1: that would be wild. That'd be insane that yeah. they've gone through so much this year. That'd be insane. I know it's, it's seems
0: more on the table than anyone could possibly believe that that would be the case. Um, that's what happens you get rich billionaire owners that, uh, You know, the dude's like 86 years old or whatever. Like, he doesn't have a lot of time left. He probably wants to see a playoff berth or at least a a Super Bowl run. So, uh, yeah, I think the coaches they have can get it done. But uh, we'll wait and have to see what happens there. Uh, And, again, like, part of the reason I think the NFL structure is the schedule the way they do with these division matchups late in the season is that, like, Jets don't want to give the Dolphins a free pass to the playoffs. Like, even though they're not necessarily incentivized by anything in the standings, Like you just you don't want to lay down in the division, Um, and I just think that's you know part of why they do it this way. And uh, I think anyone thinks that that's going to happen, I think is uh, it's just kind of foolish. Um, Carolina is in New Orleans; that game does not matter either. Uh, New Orleans three and a half point favorites there, nothing to play for. Uh, Browns are in Pittsburgh, and this one matters and shop because uh, two and a half is out there on points bet. Uh, Cleveland is three at most other spots. There's some other two and halves out there too. 40, 40 and a half is the total very likely scenario. I don't say very likely, but very probable, believe it or not, that the Steelers can make it in here after that win on Sunday nights. Um, they need the jets to go into Miami and win, which we just talked about Skylar Thompson. That's not um, something that can't get done. And then we would know that new England is a dog against the bills. Um So again, Very probable, believe it or not, that the Steelers, again, Mike Tomlin, is going to somehow, with this team this season, fail to have a losing record. Uh, Just really incredible. Uh, You have to give credit that that continues to be the case. This is not a great defense. His offense has really lacked any vertical threat all season. Najee Harris has basically heard us say he's the 24-year-old wash running back and has really turned it on down the stretch. Uh, Browns, again, nothing to play for. They want to get good Deshaun Watson tape out there. They want to continue to move forward. Browns are not laying down here as well,
2: Connor. What are your thoughts on Browns-Steelers? Yeah, this is another spot. Uh, It it qualifies as well. Like, you know, Pittsburgh winning in, Cleveland has nothing to play for. But if we look at these teams on, like, just at face value – I don't really think that – I mean, I think Pittsburgh is maybe a little bit better because their defense is pretty solid. But, like, I don't necessarily think that they're a significantly better team by any margin. So, I mean, are we really baking in, you know, three points to the spread just based purely based on motivation? Like, I don't know. I, I really think that Cleveland could easily win here. So, for me, it's probably Cleveland at plus three. But I, I don't really have too much conviction because I'm not necessarily sure I want to bet on them either. I still just think that – like, I, I just remain that Pittsburgh's offense is not that good and that their defense is uh, volatile, is how I describe it.
1: I I agree they're not that good, but in my opinion, they're still better than this Deshaun Watson offense right now, who pulled the wool over everyone's eyes last week and scoring all three of his touchdowns over 100 yards on six completions in the second half. He was miserable. No touchdowns, uh, 50 passing yards in the first half. And then now you look, and the Steelers, the way they're playing, since they returned from their bye in Week 10, asking Kenny Pickett to do less and leaning on the league. Sixth highest run play rate. Uh, there's six and rushing touchdowns in that time as well. Najee Harris, his success rate is now top five in the league after their bye because his foot injury has had time to heal. And if they're just going to do that, if they're going to continue leaning On the running game against the Browns front seven, that's how you beat Cleveland. Uh, It didn't work for the Commanders and Brian Robinson last week, even though they tried. It's just more about the Commanders' offense in general. But remember before that, the Ravens combined for over eight yards per carry. Joe Mixon totaled over 100 yards with a touchdown. And then both Alvin Kamara and Taysom Hill totaled 120 yards and two touchdowns combined on the ground against Cleveland. So I think it is actually a much better matchup for the Steelers here. And I don't know how the hell we got here, but I think they get the last seed in the playoff, honestly.
0: I tweeted it out yesterday. There was a (laughs) opportunity where on FanDuel, they have a make the playoffs tab um, and Pittsburgh's in there at plus 410. If you were to moneyline parlay all that we need to happen here, which is Buffalo winning, the Jets win, and the Steelers win, that's plus 340. So it's actually a better bet on FanDuel to take the plus four ten for the Steelers to make the playoffs,
1: um, which is never usually the case. Good rarely catch. the case. Yeah. So
0: um great odds. Yeah. Good yeah. catch. So I'm kind of with you there. I kind of think they make it in. Um, I don't think New England goes to Buffalo and win. Um, and this Skylar Thompson led offense. I think with all the injuries on the defensive side, Bradley Chubb, some injuries in the secondary. Like I, I don't feel great about the spot for the Dolphins. So. Yeah, very – I again, obviously one and done. It's going to be a really tough lane for the Steelers to, you know, face Buffalo or Kansas City or whatever ends up happening there. But, hey, keep the dream alive and get in the dance. And, you know, good for Kenny Pickett, I guess. I don't know. It's uh, kind of what's going to happen, I think. so.
1: He is the most unimpressive, uh, last drive of the game winning quarterback I've ever seen in my life.
0: It's not great. And that's actually maybe the problem is you're going to get in bed and feel like, hey, he took us to the playoffs in the first year. Uh, you, just, you know, just going to double down and, uh, you know, put yourself in a spot where you kind of tie yourself to him for a few more years. It's, it's interesting to see. It's just to see if New England does the same thing with Mac Jones. So we'll see. Um, this next game has is, is moved a lot. It's been really interesting today. The Chargers are in Denver. Um, it's moved because there was a lot. Uh, basically, the results of the Monday night Bengals-Bills game Was going to determine whether this that game the ravens bengals game was going to be early or late they made the decision today that that is going to be early so what happens there is the chargers are going to know whether or not the ravens win or lose and that determines who is in the fifth seed who is in the sixth seed Um, and that makes a big difference because you avoid those top three beasts uh, especially in the first round basically you get that fifth spot you know that you can go to the winner of tennessee and jacksonville instead so now we've seen some movement here that is indicating again we could see less than a full game from the chargers starters denver two two and a half out there in the marketplace 39 and a half 40 is the total here again we could very much get a scenario where the chargers can do this if they need it and still do it without a whole lot against denver who has been abysmal the season probably the biggest disappointment in the league Dagle thoughts on Chargers broncos
1: Honestly, not much here since I don't think we see the Chargers in this scenario, especially as you mentioned with Justin Herbert popping up on the injury report midweek. And at the same time, I I don't have any faith in a Broncos win. So uh, not not sure what to think, honestly, since even if Justin Herbert was rested, I'm curious who else would be rested. And this defense all along, outside of the game, they, they just quit. Uh, then Nathaniel Hackett got fired afterwards against the Rams. Like the defense all along has carried their weight. It's just the offense has been the struggle here. So honestly, I, I don't have a side here at all.
0: These are the tough ones, Connor, because I feel like we know that we don't see a full slate from the starters, but we don't know what that looks like. We don't know if that's 25%. We don't know if that's 75%. It makes it really hard to, to, I think, handicap these spots.
2: Yeah, I, I just, you can't bet on this until, like, I just don't think you bet on this at all, to be honest. Because even if, like, I guess you could play the game of, okay, well, the Bengals are, I think we all think are very likely to win, but do you really want to bet, be betting on the Broncos? Like, sure, maybe you get like half point of CLV. Uh, you know, I, I'm not happy about that half point, you know, like, so I don't really want that. And then vice versa. I mean, if you think the other teams, if you think the Ravens are going to win, I mean, you're just better off just betting the Ravens' money line. I don't know. I mean, like, that just like doesn't even make sense. See, I, I agree. I mean, you can bet it, but you don't have an edge, right? Yeah. I mean, so there are
0: better in. ways to get down this week. Yeah, totally baked in. Um, next, Arizona is in San Francisco. San Francisco, 14-point favorites, uh, which is a big, big number in the NFL, 40.5. is the total David Blau back at quarterback for the Cardinals. Hopkins is sitting here. Uh, we know the Niners need to take care of business to solidify – the number two spot, they also have the ability still to win uh, the top seed there. Again, they'll need some help, but uh, I mean, fourteen is a big number. It's hard to take fourteen with David blau in a in a game that the uh, opposition needs to win. Uh, Connor, let's you get started with this one.
2: Yeah, I, I think that we're probably gonna see it looks like Elijah Mitchell just got activated as well off of IR kind of his like his uh, windows open. I think we probably see a good amount of him probably see some Jordan Mason, uh, you know, kind of once the game gets out of hand, I doubt that they kind of force feed Christian McCaffrey here. Um, 14 point favorites. Like, I mean, this kind of qualifies more towards like my, you know, 10 point three leg teaser kind of thing. Um, Because like, I mean, you can't lay 14 with this team because it's just so much like they don't care about winning by 30. They just want to win at like at all. So uh, I I just feel like when you're getting that, that amount of points at a team that like doesn't necessarily need a statement win at this point, the season or anything like they just want to coast to the playoffs uh i have a lot of trouble laying the 14 um so i do think that if you really want to bet on them like uh them i think the eagles and uh there was one other team that the chiefs i guess fall fall into that as well at like 10 points that you get them in a pick um so I'll, I'll be submitting that as my my three leg 10 team teaser of the week 10 point teaser of the week because i think all those teams win it's just that by that much is, is pretty tough
1: and the eagles obviously play at the same time so you know, we may get some coaches ringing in here at the halftime saying, well, Eagles already up this much against the Giants backup. So there's no need to really go out all out in the second half. I do think we see quite a bit of George Mason this or Jordan Mason this game, honestly. So yeah, not expecting too much here. Uh, even last week, David Blau was in. He did the same thing a couple of Thanksgivings ago where he came out hot because he is a gunslinger for better or worse, and he scored on the first drive of Thanksgiving. And from that point forward, it just didn't matter at all with the 100 yards. It's the same thing that happened last week where he came out hot, and by the third quarter beat reporters were even tweeting out that they were hoping he gets benched soon for Trace McSorley again. So mm-hmm. there's just there's just nothing to see here with the Cardinals offense.
2: His Thanksgiving game was the last time that uh, Kenny G was relevant
1: too. I, I feel like Kenny Galladay, you know, our guy throwback to that. I mean, we couldn't even get 10 targets for Greg Dortch to matter, like knew it was coming and he got 15 yards. So even like those props don't matter. Brutal,
2: brutal.
0: Yeah, it's a stay away. Uh, there's there's not a lot there. And that kind of puts us into the next one, which is essentially the same spots. Uh, Giants are on the road in Philly. Giants are in the playoffs though. They are going to the playoffs first time since 2016. Soon to be crowned coach of the year, Brian Dayball, uh, handling business down the stretch. I mean, 14 points. Again, the Eagles need this one, Connor. Um, Dayball's been kind of coy about who's playing, uh, but I think he maybe starts his guys and then
2: pulls them quickly, if that. So I think this is actually interesting because Dayball, even though he doesn't, they don't have like motivation, like players. Okay, so technically the team is a motivation, but I don't think that doesn't mean that the team and Dable isn't gonna try with the backups. Like oh, sure. Dable has a lot of tricks up his sleeve. Like he's I mean, he's schemed this garbage team to the playoffs. Like, you know, what who says he doesn't just try and like, you know, play around a little bit? Like, I doubt he's just gonna like run the ball 30 times and get out of there. Like, I think he might have some fun, you know, like try and try and keep the game a little bit close. It's a divisional game. Like, I think that this game is I get the spread. I mean, the Eagles should absolutely womp the Giants. Like, I I I get it. And on paper. Even with their starters, it's a great match for Philadelphia. But even then, I think the Dables doesn't have to keep it close. So would personally lean like plus 14, but it's a little bit scary. So um, that was just my take. I, don't know, I was thinking about it. I feel like he's a good enough coach to like actually do something with the backups, uh, you know, to make a difference. Sounds like you want Giants uh,
0: plus 24 instead of I, like, I, Eagles I minus 4. No, 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 no,
1: no. Thank you. Uh, coming over from Buffalo, Dable and McDermott always rested their starters in the last week. So I still think that's what happens here. At most, maybe we see like a Tom Brady one drive first quarter, and then we pull Daniel Jones and everyone else knowing that this game doesn't matter at all. So, yeah, I think they play it pretty safe here. No lean on the number. I'm with Connor. If you can still get a full 14 out there, that's probably my favorite bet. But I do know you have to line shot for it. It's It's gone down in some places. Yeah,
0: right now across the board 14. Uh um, Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, minus 105 uh, on DraftKings. So you're playing paying a little bit elsewhere, but uh yeah, DraftKings minus 105 which is pretty pretty good luck. Eagles messing around a little bit too much for my liking for this number 1 seed thing. I made us sweat it out a little bit, but I think we're going to get
1: that, home. That Lane Johnson injury is mm. very serious. It's it's concerning even if Jalen Hurts is under center.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. I think underrated uh, story down the stretch here uh, next we have the Rams in Seattle this game doesn't matter um, Seattle six and a half we can skip that Seattle is uh, I mean there's paths but they got kind of screwed a little bit here in terms of you know scheduling with what's going on um, obviously Seattle needs to go out and win that go ahead Diggle
1: yeah the the only thing that matters here is obviously Seattle if they win no if the Rams beat Seahawks then the Lions, by the time they kick off for Sunday Night Football, are then eliminated from the postseason. That's what really matters here. At the same time, Baker Mayfield has had two drives, not a full game, two drives against the Raiders and then against a the Broncos team that quit. That those were his two out of four good games. So I have zero faith in the Rams.
0: Yeah, uh, Seattle also another team that continues to uh, get beat up here down injuries. the stretch. Yeah, yeah I mean Jordan Brooks' injury for them, uh, in the middle of that defense is impactful. It's not a great defense. He is, I think, a difference maker for them and. Uh, yeah, I think that that hurts them uh, a little bit here. Probably not too much against the Rams, but uh, not great to see moving forward. Uh, Dallas in Washington uh, shot this because there are six and a halfs and seven and a halfs. That's an impactful uh, middle there. Forty-one is the total of most books. So forty and a halfs out there as well. Uh, you know, Dallas is pretty much we you know they've been locked in for the most part for. For a while, Commanders just found out recently that they were eliminated, which is kind of wild to see. Um, They're making the move to Sam Howell at quarterback after telling us this morning that they were going to give us uh, Taylor Heineke again. Seems to be a very interesting scenario going on in in Washington. Connor, uh, any thoughts on Commanders and Cowboys?
2: Imagine risking your season on Carson Wentz, like your your playoff berth being like, oh, we got to start Carson. I mean, I get Taylor Heineke has been – not great, but man, that was
1: rough. Dago, I think you want to add something there,
2: right?
1: Times two. Imagine risking your season and not knowing it with Carson Wentz. That's oh, that's yeah. the caveat out there.
2: Imagine
0: running it back because it sounds like they're not very interested in getting into the quarterback market this offseason, and they want to see if they can do that again. That's what I think maybe they're hoping that like Sam Howell doesn't realize how big of a job interview this is next for next year. Like I think he actually can like go out and play really well. And be the head guy going into camp next year if he shows out a little bit this week, which is, hey, maybe he's the guy, right? Like Sam Howell was at t- times last year at this time, thought people might have thought he was going to be a first round pick. So maybe he's the guy. Uh, just seems to be a curious organization
2: uh, that is on and off the field for a number of years. I also thought it was hilarious that they're like, oh, we're going to start Taylor Ryan to keep up. We- might see some ham- Sam Howell. I'm like, what, like what, just start Howell. Like, what do you, like, what's the point at this point of, you already know what Heineke is, so at least give Sam a full game. So thankfully they at least did that, but at this point it doesn't really matter. So yeah, I mean, I have zero takes on this game side total.
1: I don't know. It's just very strange. Uh, I am, I am excited to see Sam Howell, honestly. And for those who forget, Noonan, you already mentioned it, the former rumor number one overall pick. Also, he finished his career with 92 passing touchdowns in three or fewer seasons, which for reference, Sean Watson and Trevor Lawrence had 90 in the ACC, so we have that. And then not only are rushing yards and turnovers two of the stickiest stats to carry over from college football to the NFL, but also completion rate on third downs, how you do on money downs. And on third down, even after losing in his final year, remember, he, came, he showed up his final year without Javante Williams, Michael Carter, Diami Brown, and Daz Newsome, who laugh at Diami and Daz. They're NFL-drafted players, though. He didn't have any of them, and he completed 70% of of his passes for no interceptions on third down in his final year. So I am actually really excited to see Sam Howe play.
0: Sounds like a punt QB option in DFS this week.
1: It sounds like I had to research Sam Howe, yeah.
0: (laughs) Slinging around. Um, I'm the donkey that threw out a Carson Wentz double last week uh, in some single-entry stuff because I'm just an absolute moron. So hey.
1: Well, uh, Dotson and Thomas still got there.
0: Right. And I was just trying to get some leverage off of the B Rob chalk, and uh, you know we've seen some YOLO games from Carson Wentz at times did not did not get there. Um, Amari, did they ever did his- say why?
2: Did they ever say why Jonathan Williams started? Like he no. started and got the first few carries, so weird. Like I was like, why did they do that? Only the Brian Robinson like twenty five carries.
1: We're we're just in the weird time of year. Like even. Uh, jk dobbins had that was his career was that his career high in carries he had so um, all right gus yeah. Boss
0: was not yeah the bus yeah gus had parts. three carries
1: and then they yeah. asked john harbaugh about it after the game and he said uh that's unacceptable like uh we need to do something about that or someone needs to, he used the term someone needs to do something about that it's like bro it's your team You're the like, coach. what do you need someone it's like you bad. go do so i actually think we get less jk dobbins this week too Back on the Gus bus
2: train. I think we are
1: back on the Gus bus this week, honestly.
2: Yeah, I know. I'm ready to get back on board. Love that.
0: Love that bus. All right. Last Sunday night game, already kind of mentioned briefly the Lions and the Packers, the dynamic there with what's going on in Seattle. Green Bay, four and a half everywhere, 49, 49 and a half total, uh, depending on where you go. Here's the thing. This is another one of those spots. I totally agree. And you're correct. Seattle, like that game matters for this one. There is no shot that this is not a full fledged game from a Dan Campbell led team. Dan Campbell is not going in prime time in the division in green Bay and laying down because they are already eliminated from the playoffs Now you can tell me, and I can believe it that maybe there is a trickle down effect of how that impacts the players knowing that they're already out of it. But he seems like a God that can galvanize a locker room, regardless of if there's anything to play for pride, all of those like coach speak, you know, preseason stuff that we saw on hard knocks. Like he's that dude. Um, I think we get a full game from the Packers. I mean, from the lions, that doesn't mean that they still don't get their doors blown off um, against green Bay here um, who is trending in the right direction and obviously controls their destiny. Dave let you get started with lions Packers.
1: That's exactly my take on it too. That if the Rams win, And then the Lions have to realize that they're not playing for the playoffs. They spin it around. Um, If there is a lie, you fight on that lie. And then you convince yourselves that the Packers are not making the playoffs if we can't. And then you fight on that. With the line though, right now being four and a half points, like there is going to be, because remember the books move their line Not Like yes, based on some money coming in, but it takes a lot of money to come in to move it favorably towards betters. It's going to be more about what will people be taking this line at And if they see, like, the Rams are building a big lead or running away late the Seahawks, like, the books will budge this line and keep going up, knowing that people will keep laying the Packers, maybe even up to seven, just thinking, oh, no motivation here. So I don't think four and a half is the best number we're going to get. I'm waiting on it till Sunday. I think we're going to get a great number here. And you can say whatever you want about, like, Spin any narrative you want for Jared Goff. But, like, he hasn't thrown an interception since week nine. The Lions are top five in points per game, and that's including this stretch where Monroe St. Brown was basically injured for an entire month around their bye. You can say about the cold weather, but Jared Goff in a game – connor especially knew it was going over against the panthers through for 330 and or 350 and three touchdowns so like there's no narrative you can say that's bad about this offense right now they are a top offense in the league and they may not be in the playoffs so that's fine because they're coming out to compete so i'd like the packers to win but i definitely think we get a big and wrong number here
0: what do you think connor here you gotta save that money pay off that bet he's
2: ready to go when you get back no, I know. Yeah, I've been uh, thankfully spending, you know, only a couple of pesos here and there, and been saving my dollars. But uh, uh, no, I, I think that I think you're right. That's a great call out that it probably will get bet up a little bit, uh, you know, in some books here, at, like during Sunday. But I, I mean, like I would put this at, like three and a half. I thought because I think you guys are right with like Dan Campbell's already said like we do not care if like we're out of the playoffs, we're gonna win. Like we're gonna play to win, we're gonna play with the intensity to win. And maybe like mentally it impacts some of the players. I could see like you know, psychologically. But I mean, these guys, like at the end of the day, like these guys are playing for their own money, playing for their own like futures. Like they have to put the best film on tape possible. So like maybe they're a little bit demoralized, but I think they're gonna go out there and still bust their ass. And Dan Campbell's still gonna kind of motivate them. So yeah, if you can get a plus six closer to game time, that'd be fantastic. If not, if that doesn't happen, I still think a plus four and a half is still a valid look here. Uh, even though the Packers have been playing well, I think that uh, you know, the Lions you know, match up plenty fine, and as long as their offense still hums, uh, should be a good look. I know Sharp Clark played, played the under at I think it was what did he play forty nine and a half or something like that. Um, that seems seems pretty high, so I, I do like th- the under there a little bit. But um, I don't know any thoughts for you guys on the total there. For me, it's p-
1: kind of just Lions or, or nothing. It's odd because the Packers, even in being this number one defensive DVOA since week ten. Uh, allowing just 16 points per game in their last three weeks post by even then they're allowing explosive plays both on the ground and the passing. So I just keep looking at it thinking like the lions can move the ball here. More importantly, like we talked about last week knowing the Packers were one of only five defenses in the league at that time, allowing over five yards per carry. We also knew the Vikings weren't going to try to run the ball against them because the Vikings know they can't run the ball. And like, Kirk Cousins' raw pass attempts don't matter since he got kicked out of the game for sucking three quarters in. But, like, they weren't trying to run the ball anyways at that time when all the starters were benched. Whereas, we saw with the Lions, yes, they can move the ball well through the air, but if if they're allowing physicality on the other side to run the ball, then that's what they'll do with 33 running back carries, with Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift both dominating that game. That's what the Lions want to do. So, man, it it, it is a matchup, honestly, where... Almost like a Lions team total, I kind of like. Uh, let me see if we got one right now. It's not a bad look. Um, but but total, but the total right now is so high. They're probably what, 21, 22?
0: Yeah, they're probably a little bit on the other side. 22. You can get uh yeah, so DraftKings 21 and a half. Um MGM also 21 and a half. DraftKings is the best price uh juice on that. Uh 22 and a half on FanDuel and Caesars. That's still
1: that's still probably a little too high
0: so not too not too bad. Um yeah, the interesting thing here is that so like yeah, they Detroit you think sometimes like oh you can lose and you can improve your draft position. It's funny they actually have the Rams pick in the first round. So they actually want the Rams to win so that they have a chance to make the playoffs. So it actually like hurts that pick a little bit as well. But still like they're going to be in a spot to have two top 20 picks in the draft again. They nailed the draft last year. They they had a really really good draft um on both sides of the ball last year I think. So um, they right now have that spot. They could benefit from, you know, losing or having the Rams lose, and that could become a top five pick uh, pretty quickly, depending on what happens in some of those other spots this weekend. So, be interesting to see how that all that all shakes out. So, um, we made it. We made it through every game. Not too painful. Um, I would say be on the lookout on Sunday night for those playoff matchups to open up. We just don't know really at this point when we record here on a Wednesday evening what's going to happen with the other games and how that's all going to move Um, because we have a few spots we feel like we pretty much know what's going to happen like we pretty much have a a cowboys buccaneers game um in the first round of the playoffs right like we feel like we have a pretty good spot feels like an interesting spot um as well so some other ones that could be on the table just just look out for that when we get a better feel for when that stuff's going to come that'll be uh late sunday nights when those things start to happen so all right, gents. Good stuff as always. Connor will be back, uh, Connor and I, on Friday to do props. Props will be very interesting this week as well. Book's very reluctant to put stuff out. Um, don't know how that's going to go, but we'll do our best to I figure it out. Put a show together. We, we did it last year. We'll do it again. Dangle. Uh, what are we doing now? Grind's a little bit lighter, but are we uh, still doing playoff best ball stuff?
1: Oh, yeah. And the playoff best ball, if you're not subscribed to The Most Accurate Podcast, you should be because not only are the playoff best ball streams where – Chris G., who won it the best ball gauntlet at Underdog two years ago, we usually open the show with updated strategy. So not only our favorite late-round players, but also like seeds and where to gain levers before we actually jump into a draft to have skin in the game. But also, if you subscribe now, you can get ahead because like this, this show is also going to that feed as a simulcast as a playoff preview show during the postseason. So lots of moving pieces, not to mention that if you did jump in for a discounted sub, which they're still very cheap right now, as you mentioned, um, I will also have playoff content, including starting next week, my playoff top 50 rankings that you can use for underdog and FFPC. So still lots going on.
0: Love it. Uh, again, 44.com slash plans. It's already discounted. You don't need a promo code. Um, 34 bucks on the site ready for you. DFS MVP still going. That Dagle's a part of as well. Um, and like I said, and partner. golf we're back golf that's where it's golf sub to uh i got lineups in right now i'm excited nice i made a lineup today as well i, I don't do a ton of dfs for small field 39 man no. field no cut events um but you Hell know man. we're betting we're, we're betting and we get primetime golf too because they're in hawaii so it comes in a little bit later in the evening it is a it's just as scenic of a golf course as we get there in kapalua it is unbelievable so um yeah back on the wagon BetSportsGolf, go to BetSportsGolf.com, subscribe there. Discord over there is where we're putting out all those picks. We're talking about doing some stuff for our subscribers at 444.com as well on the betting side uh, to get some golf picks over there as well. Uh, if you just want to continue to tail picks and you're not necessarily grinding and want to use all the tools that we'll have on the Sports golf side but uh excited to get some of that stuff into users hands here in the next uh, month or so uh, probably just before the Super Bowl uh, pretty excited about stuff we got coming up over there so yeah good stuff as always Jen. so for Daigle and Connor I'm Ryan we'll see you